Welcome to Business of Design. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. The Business of Design podcast offers immediate, actionable strategies and a glimpse into some of the many field-tested, proven systems you can implement to transform your business and your life. After the show, head to businessofdesign.com and get started with the BOD 15-step project management strategy and six foundational programs. Together, they deliver the systems, procedures, and strategies you need to run a successful, highly profitable design business. There's no theory here. The complete BOD business model is yours through Business of Design membership. Business of Design. There's only one. And now, your BOD Advocate-in-Chief, Kimberly Selden. Hey, you fabulous interior design professional. Welcome to Business of Design, episode 349. Oh my gosh, I freaking love this episode and the guest, Christina Kim. We are talking about the power, the advantage, the liberation that happens when you take full responsibility for your projects. I know, it sounds scary, but it's not nearly as scary as working with trades you don't have a relationship with. Trust me, trust us. This is an amazing episode. I hope the sound quality for my introduction is okay. I'm actually at the airport waiting to fly to DC to do a Business of Design 15 course live. So we wanted to get this in. I wanted you to have this episode Oh man, I love you guys. Let's hear from Cheryl Horn and then you're in for a big treat. Episode 349, Take Full Responsibility with Christina Kim. Well, coming up this month, I'm doing a few just free information sessions. And the first one's actually happening tomorrow, Wednesday, November 8th at 1 p.m. EST. And that's just a free information session on membership. So always this time of year, November, December are sort of our busiest months for new memberships. I think everyone's, you know, looking at their year end, planning ahead, wanting to make the next year better than the last. And we do get a wave of new members. So I just thought this would be a great opportunity to actually show you what it looks like in the back ends, how the courses are organized, what you get access to, and answer any questions that you may have. So it's just gonna be a Zoom call. I'll share my screen and do a quick walkthrough. You do need to register to participate. Details are on the website, so you can head there uh, to sign up. I'd love to see a few of you there. And then again, same thing. Uh, we're starting to get a lot of questions about BOSS for next year. We have both US and Canadian groups uh, that we are working on, and we'd love for you to be part of it if that's the next step for you and your business. If you're a past or current member of business business of design and uh, you've taken the BOD 15, you've implemented at least to some degree. Um, there usually seems to be certain areas of the steps that you sort of need that extra push to implement. Uh, we're really focused on uh, your financials, increasing your bottom line, and it really does take that peer support to do that as well as the support of our BOD CFO to get you looking at your numbers in a different way. Way. And just simply understanding them better. So again, this is just going to be a free information session to walk you through uh, what the process is to join BOSS, what those meetings look like, what you can expect from that experience. And I'm doing two different sessions. Um, I was going to separate them based on the different groups that we're working on, but the information really is the same. Uh, so I will sort of outline what the opportunities are. Um, but again, both sessions are the same. It's just two different opportunities, uh, you know, 
as your schedule allows. So the first session is going to be on Thursday, November 16th at 1 p.m. EST, and then the next one the following week on Tuesday, November 21st at 1 p.m. EST. Again, these are just going to be uh, Zoom meetings, so if you can head to the website and register, this and the membership info session are all in the event section. Registration is open, and I'd love to see you there. Thanks so much. Thank you. It was so, it's so fun. We, we did a coaching call together and I said, come on the show and talk about this amazing topic that you touched on. And, you know, often people go, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But like, Christine is like signed up, ready to go. <laughs> if I don't do things right then, I'm like, it just becomes like a big blur. Oh my gosh. Same thing with me. So we are going to talk about how just completely accepting responsibility for everything is so liberating and it frees you up to just do all the good things you're meant to do in the world. Is that, is that a fair summation of the conversation? Yeah. Which um, I was like jotting down some notes and I'm like, no, I wonder if I'm going to sound crazy or like this position isn't even in like the, like the role of an interior designer. Cause sometimes I'm like, what is it that we do? Cause right. it's everything. <laughs> What is it that we don't do? Like my office is responsible for like everything on a build. So, um, right or wrong. That's how I do it. I don't know. That's how I do it too. And to be honest, I tried doing it the other way where it was like always somebody else's fault, you know, but that just didn't get me where I needed to go by accepting responsibility. I found I could then control all the people around me. Control is the wrong word, but I could put people around me that I trusted. I could have a reliable A team that had my back. And if something goes wrong, which it does, it's not, it's not that things don't go wrong, right? It's just, that now all the people invested in this project are part of a team. And so the solution is going to come from all of us. Whereas in my experience, I don't know about you, but every single time I get hired to work on a job where I don't have control of the contractor or I don't have the trades, anything that goes wrong, regardless of whether or not I'm involved is somehow my fault. Like I'm cause we're just not there. We're not on the job site. Or it's yours solution to think like to find like even if it has nothing to do with you it's all of a sudden that that becomes your task anyway so you may as well get paid for it such a good point yeah and those are all the yucky things that nobody wants to do so you don't you don't really get credit for solving a miserable problem yeah yeah. All right. So I'm assuming that you, right. Okay. I'm assuming that you didn't launch your very first day in business, Christina, having this incredible ability to lead and take responsibility. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey to where you are today? Oh boy. Um, where I started looks very different from where I am. <laughs> um, actually I had, I've, been in business um, for myself since 2012. And those first couple of years were um, deceptive because maybe like the first one or two years, I'm like, oh, you know, everybody, everybody needs design. And I was getting decorating jobs here or there. But it was also because my fees were so stinking low, like who wouldn't hire me? You know? <laughs> right. So I was doing that. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but that leads to problems. <laughs> um, so, um, encountered, you know, my fair share of that. Um, and I felt like every year on my own, I would get better information, better processes and do better until it dried up. You know, I had one year in business where for some reason, um, I just couldn't get 
I just couldn't get hired. So I spent a lot of time on marketing, also getting my processes and my skills to where um, I would be ready if opportunity um, knocked. Right. And that's sort of when I found you. Um, and it never really occurred to me to, um, you know, I loved renovation. I didn't always get the opportunity to do it. Um, I did it on my own house um, as like a fledgling designer. Um, but I was sort of intimidated by the process, though I loved it. And in really studying um, your way of doing things, I thought, you know, I think I'm going to, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to um, set really strong processes and I'm going to take control of the whole project. I don't know if anybody would want me to even do that, but I'm going to put it out there. Um, and it turns out everybody wants that. Nobody wants all this headache <laughs> on their own. Um, right. It's a customer service that we're in, like it or not. Oh, you're so right. And that took me the longest time to figure out that the clients are actually hiring me to be an expert. And so this idea that I'm just going to like give my opinion, but you pick, I'll just give you three ideas and you pick which one was stress them out. I always think about if I was going to uh, a plastic surgeon, all I ever talk about is that I need a neck lift. So if I was going to go to a plastic surgeon and the surgeon said, what do you think? Should we do this? Or we should do this? Or should we do this? I'd be like, what? Get me out of here. Like, yeah, you, get you, me out of here. Right. Like, <laughs> take a look, buddy. If you don't have an opinion about how to fix this, I'm in the wrong place because I sure as heck don't know how to do it. And and that yeah. is a real, you know, a, it really uh, keeps people from stepping into the role of expert. Something else that keeps people from stepping into the role of expert is the idea that if you assume responsibility for the project, that you have more liability and, and risk. W what do you think about that now? So I'm told that all the time and I'm of the mindset, I mean, much like I know you are, like everyone's getting sued if it goes sideways. Yeah. Everyone is. And there's less of a chance that it's going to go sideways if I take total control of that project. And so I made a commitment to do that even when, you know, there were times in my career where I've been really scared to do it yeah. because you know, the projects, hopefully you're growing and those projects are getting bigger or, you know, more challenging. Um, and every time I step out of my comfort zone, I'm thinking, am I crazy to do this? Or what happens if something goes wrong? And if something goes wrong, they're going to tap us all on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to get a free pass. And in fact, the person, my, my, my experience with this, the person who has the best insurance is probably going to be the number one defendant, whether or not they had anything to do with it, because that's what the lawyers do. They go, hmm, there's a good insurance over there. That designer over there has good insurance. Let's make her the biggest problem. Right. And so I figure if I have a contractor and a plumber or a wallpaper installer, whatever, that I've worked with 20, 30, 40, 50 times, it's a pretty good chance if something goes wrong, they're going to fix it. And right. nobody gets sued when you fix the problem. That's one thing people forget to say. Like, if you say, hey, I'll fix it, I'll pay for it, who, nobody's going to get sued. Yeah, nobody's going to get sued. And also, if you are in a position where you are like the conductor of the orchestra, right, the, the, um, the person who is taking the project under control, um, 
you have like those moments behind the scenes to fix things. Things are always going to go wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just what it is. Destruction is unpredictable, but we try to control the things we can. And you have those moments behind the scenes. If it's your team that you're bringing into this job to, to fix things or to problem solve. And that's very hard if you're doing a job that's piecemeal or with people that you don't know. You were talking about, you, you live in New Jersey, right? And you were talking about you are getting a job in Laguna Beach. So you're going to be in that situation with people that you don't know. What has taking full responsibility and ownership of projects taught you about being prepared for that moment when you're in that situation? Uh, that I really need to lean into my processes really hard. Now Now is not the time to second guess my processes. Now is not the time to try something new. And just what I said before, all the things that I can control, I'm going to because there's going to be so many things that you know, I simply, I, I won't, I won't know until I get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have this idea too, that it's the responsibility is also, here's the situation we had. Um, in fact, I think I did a whole episode on this situation. We had a project, pretty small project, clients, a son, the son of clients that we love, you know, you, it's hard to say no. Okay. It's your kid. Okay. We'll do it. And we put in our paperwork for the floor refinisher to restain the staircase. We didn't call out the handrail independently. So he quoted to stain the staircase, but didn't quote, didn't include in his quote, the handrail. It's kind of ridiculous because we said stain the stairs. So we could double down and be annoyed and angry that he didn't include it. Or we could say, hey, we didn't call it out. You know, let's from now on, let's make sure when we're talking about stairs, we call out all the individual parts of a staircase so it can never happen again. And on the one hand, you can feel good, like that guy who quoted is an idiot, what a jerk, you know, feels kind of good to be self righteously angry for a while. On the other hand, you can say, hmm, maybe we could have done a better job. So, have you had those experiences too where you're taking responsibility on a smaller, on a micro level for the things that are happening in your office? Oh, yes. I mean, that sort of thing happens all the time. I feel like that's sort of what built my business. (laughs) Um, It's just all these things that I learned to do or not to do along the way. I think, I think too, like there's something really freeing about saying, all right, I'm going to take all accountability for everything that happens through the life of this project. So, you know, what's really freeing about it is all that little blame it goes away because you're saying it's mine to own. So there's no time. There's only time to, to problem solve and perfect your process. There's no time to be like, oh, that schmuck or it was her fault or, you know, whoever it was. There's no time for that. You're just like thinking ahead and, and getting to the to problem solving. That's all. I have found that so disarming, too. If you're in a situation where someone's annoyed and you can say, okay, Give me just a second here. I think that I made a mistake two steps back that might have prevented this moment from happening. So I'm going to own this one. And they kind of just go like, oh, oh, okay. And it's over. It's over. It's done. And it's over. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't mean I always like it. I don't always like being the person to own it, but... You know, and it also doesn't make you a doormat, does it? I mean, there are just times when you have to hold other people to account. 
Oh, definitely. And I actually, like I've trained my team that way. They know that, I mean, everybody makes mistakes, but even for them to, to come to me with a mistake, like I want to know about it um, as soon as possible. I also really want them to take accountability for it. And then we just fix it. And then we write it into, you know, either our operations manual or our processes. Um, it's just so important to do that. I think early on, I would get really rattled. And it's also early, earlier on, you don't have your team of trades that you've been working with forever. So you don't know, you know, you just don't know yet. Um, but it gets easier and easier to own those mistakes because whatever is faster, right? Whatever, like you can get through the problem faster and solve the problem. Um, I'm, I'm not really interested in blame. It also gets you really emotional, <laughs> which you don't need. Yeah. And on this kind. I, that's a good point about the time wasting, like finger pointing takes a lot of time. And I've never found ever a situation where I would go back and show the con- the client, well, here's an email. This is what we said. This is what he said. That never makes the client go, oh, you're right. You're the best. He's a loser. That, it just doesn't work, right? So it's like, sometimes if I know it's work. 100% not my fault, but I'm still going to be responsible for the situation, I'll say, you know what? Leave this with me you're paying me. Let me worry. You shouldn't worry about this. This is going to become my problem and I will solve it. You cool with that? And they'll go, yeah, okay, great. Done. I don't have to throw somebody under the bus. I can still say, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of this. Leave it with me. And then I can go talk to the person and say, no, you're going to do this and this to fix this problem. Or let's come up with a compromise. Right. Or whatever possible, like in advance, you know, you come to a client, you're like, this happened, but this is what we're going to do, mm-hmm. you know, or if it was my fault, I will tell them, you know, you know, I overlooked this. And so this is what we're going to do. And then try to take care of everything in the back end that I could. I think that that is a really good way to build trust with people when they see that you're mature and you're willing to say, yeah, this is on me. I'm fixing this and not play games and not be silly. And you know what I mean? We all make mistakes. It's so funny. I've a number of times I've had a situation where the client's kind of annoyed something went wrong and they're just clearly like the painter screwed up. Let's say, I don't even can't think of a situation, but the painter screwed up and everybody knows the painter screwed up and the client's really annoyed. And I'll say to the client, like, would you like me to take him out back and shoot him and they'll like stop and I'm like yeah I mean he's a human being he made a mistake let me handle it just look away don't look don't look you know it can be fixed I don't, feel that. oh I yeah feel that. I've done it a few times and they kind of like oh all right okay I'm being dramatic I'm like yeah a little dramatic it's just paint you know it's just wallpaper don't worry I'm on it leave it alone uh, you know it just gives them it gives them so much confidence. When I first started out, I thought clients hired me because they wanted me to make rooms look pretty. But actually, I think clients hire me because this is freaking exhausting and complicated and insane. Who would want to do this for a living? Like who in their right mind would choose this for a living, right? <laughs> so I think clients are like, so well, stressful. it is so stressful. It's so stressful. Clients are well yeah. aware that I will accept the stress on your behalf. And in exchange for that, you're going to pay me and you're going to pay me really well because only a fool would do this job. You know, um, I found myself yeah. in, in a situation in the last, you know, maybe five, six, seven years ago where I realized I was so often taking care of the problem and not telling the client that there even was a problem that they somehow got the idea our job was really easy 
And I can't remember the situation where that occurred occurred to me. The client, she has no idea how hard this job has been. She's, she has no idea. And I started doing what you said, which is to say, here's a thing that went wrong this week and we solved it, but I just wanted you to know. And I like that better. I like that they know that I'm taking a couple of hits. Yeah. You know where it's a good place for that? Friday email updates. Mm. Especially if it's not, not like a huge, huge prod, like problem, we will try to put it as dry, dryly as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Just factual, but we'll put it in those Friday email updates and it's there. There's evidence of it. It's yeah. accepted. And I think it's appreciated because, I mean, that's something that I really use from, you know, BOD is those Friday email updates. Come hell or high water, especially on a construction project, there is an update. <laughs> yeah, always. Um, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So I think, you know, even if I've talked about things, I will, I will put them in that, you know, it's a good log, I think. Um, and, you know, this job carries a lot of liability. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It you know whether you accept responsibility or not, that is the truth. You you do have liability and risk when you step on a job site. Those Friday updates sometimes that's such a good point. I do that too, and then I'll say, listen, there's another thing you have to do. You don't have to worry about this. I'm just keeping you informed. Nothing for you to do. It's yeah. all handled, um, and it's so much nicer to tell them something went wrong and it's solved. Instead of here's the thing that went wrong. Not sure what we're going to do. Have a nice weekend. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? Then that means that that problem for them lasted the twenty seconds it took to read the email. Exactly. And it's done. It's, it's already solved, and they're swimming into their weekend. Yeah, and for all you know, they turned to their partner and said, "God, I'm so glad I'm not doing this on my own. Like, I'm so glad this designer is having to deal with this." You know. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> As you look ahead, or, also, oh, no, you go ahead. But, but also, um, you know, it also stopped as like my my business matured and as I took more responsibility. It's that blaming the the client thing that went away too. Because that was like a real, that used to bog me down. I'm like, well, she didn't give me this information. How was I supposed to, you know, and, and that still exists, but it doesn't really bother me as much. It's just like as much information as I can get in the beginning. I, I have better questions to ask now. Um, you know, it, it all figures in. I don't, I don't, that blame is gone. Yeah. Know, where I'm annoyed with a trip. Yeah. annoyed with the, the client. It's, it's sort of wasted. It's sort of, it's sort of a waste of energy. And in fact, if it's a trade that I hired, like then it's still on me because like, why did you, why are you putting up with this I idiot? Why are you hiring this idiot? I remember yeah. hearing someone trash talk their trades. I don't even know what the situation was. Anyway, the, I heard them like kind of bad mouthing their trades to a client. I'm like, Oh my God, didn't you hire the trades? Aren't you getting a little backlash that from that decision to hire these idiots that you're talking about? Like, I protect my trades. Yeah. You know, sometimes they do make a mistake, but, you know, we'll have a, a phone call and we, we sort it out and we cover each other. Like we recently had a situation where there was, you know, a few thousand dollars that needed to get sorted out and the contractor was like grumbling about eating it. I'm like, you don't have to eat it. We have this other thing over here that we haven't even talked about. Why don't you just, I don't know what you charge, put it in there. Who cares? It'll take care of itself. He was like, thank you so much. So, you know, give them permission to cover themselves. 
Absolutely. And, you know, some of the best, our best referrals come from like the back end. It comes from trades. It comes from um, custom builders. It comes from architects. I mean, people are really watching how you do. It's not enough to do a good job. It's the how that really counts, too. Yeah. Those jobs tend to be, for me, for some reason, those jobs tend to be a situation where there was a designer, but they've been fired. And then the contractor will say, call Kimberly. (laughs) So then they'll kind of prepare you. Okay, here's what you're walking into. And, you know, sometimes the clients are wonderful people and the designer just didn't have process. And so that's great. And occasionally the clients are a little tough. Yeah. Yes, we've had both of those. Yeah. But a lot of times, about you, I can like trace it back if I'm re- replacing a designer where I could tell she was well-intentioned and had the skills to do it. I think it was a communication thing. I mean, there's so much of this is communication. But I mean, I was thinking about it. The one thing that has come up like in taking control of a, completely taking accountability for a project is it's important not to, um, you can find yourself becoming like a, the builder's um, administrative assistant, if you're not careful, you know, because maybe you're the one who's communicative. And we've come back from that and come back to center because I want to be accountable, but that means not doing everybody's job, the architect, the builder, the et cetera, but it's, it's coordinating it and making sure everyone is doing the best possible job in their lane. But I don't want to be the builder's assistant. No, <laughs> they probably have started. They start to rely on you and realize, like she's on, she's on top of everything. We're just gonna let see if she notices that we're gonna give her this task from our list. I notice. That's why I am. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> have you ever found yourself drowning in a sea of vendor logins, clicking through endless links and trying to keep tabs on? all the orders for all your design projects. Well, say hello to Daniel House Club. They're not just any old club. They're founded by fellow designers who get us. They'll provide you with everything you need to manage your design business all in one place. Let Daniel House Club take the order logistics off your hands and handle the hassle. Matt lets you focus on what you do best, which is design beautiful spaces, right? With the industry's lowest trade pricing and flat rate shipping, which is awesome, across top vendors like Forehands, Eichholz, and Korean Co., you can take control of your business and increase your bottom line while delivering exceptional value. Join as a Pro Plus member today and get 50% off your membership at danielhouse.club backslash BOD. And because this community is so important to Daniel House Club, they're extending another special offer. Top BOD customers on DHC currently have over $100,000 of furniture on each of their boards. Whether you've been on DHC for years or you're signing up today, add $10,000 worth of goods to your board. That's not a lot, right? And you will be emailed a $100 gift card to use on future orders. Thank you, Daniel House Club. We love that. Well, being being the lead on the project, being the expert means you have to stand up for yourself and you have to have an opinion and you have to keep the project running forward. And sometimes that means you have to take the tough meetings with the trades, with the staff, with the clients, with whomever, right? But I don't have to like it. I just have to do it. Yeah. And at this point, I'd rather just get them over with. If I knew I'd have a tough conversation, I'd rather just have it. And then, yeah. you know. I, ref- I refer to those as do it nows. 
the do it now conversation is the conversation. I'm not going to want to do it tomorrow. I'm certainly not going to want to do it on Monday. I can let this drag on and on and have anxiety about it, or I can just get it over with. So sometimes I'll say to myself, just just do it now. Pick up the phone, do it now, this minute. I call it, I say, I'm going to apply the 15 minute rule. And for me, that is, I can have anxiety about it. I can pout about it. I can do whatever for 15 minutes, but at 15 minutes, I'm going to pick up the phone. That's a good one. Helpful. All right. Okay. (laughs) You set the timer like, hey, Siri, tell me in 15 minutes when when my pity party is over. I think I just turned my Siri on. (laughs) My Siri's trying to talk to me over here. Be quiet. Oh, Oh my God, Christina, thank you so much uh, for coming on and having this conversation. It's really scary for a lot of people to imagine taking responsibility and a lot of the associations and designer, you know, experts who coach designers tell us not to, don't do that. And I kind of feel like that's almost a version of don't you worry your pretty little head about this. This is too much for you. I, I, I find it offensive. You're going to get sued anyway. You might as well make money. That's what I think too. And also about money, it also makes it easier to ask for the fees that like this job really merits. I mean, it's, it's a ton of work. It's a ton of um, liability and it's a ton of time. So, you know, when I was a younger designer, I felt like always kind of sheepish, like, Ooh, I don't know. This is, she's going to get sticker shock. And now it just is what it is. It makes it a lot easier to ask for money because I know what it's going to take. I know how long it's going to take. And I know um, all the problems that come come with it. Um, that's under my umbrella. So I am going to be paid for it. Um, the other thing is that now I, I don't take any jobs that I don't project manage. I don't even know how to hand a design over for someone right. to, to do it. I, I don't even know how to do that. They're going to call me anyway. So I would prefer to get paid and I would prefer to have it done properly. Yeah. And, um, you know, I want pictures and I want, I want to finish. It's no fun if you don't finish. It has I'm- to be Good too. <laughs> I couldn't agree more because if you hand that design over, it's just not coming. It's in exec- the execution's going to fail. It's just not going to turn out the way you yeah. want it to do because somebody will have a great idea. Oh, I got a great idea. We should do this instead. And then one thing changes the whole thing. The whole thing. And then you're going to get phone calls anyway. Yeah. And <laughs> and when it's a disaster and it looks horrible, they're going to say, who's the designer? And it's going to be your name. No, thank you. <laughs> I know, that's like a, the nightmare, right? right? You don't want that. Salt in the so, wound. Oh my God, good yeah. conversation. Okay, we like to end every episode with design intervention. What's a great piece of advice you want to leave people with? Great piece of advice. Um, I okay. I think an important thing that we do is in the beginning of every project, we have a kickoff meeting and we are the ones that coordinate. We bring the coffee. It's at our studio. So it really sets the tone for like, hey, we're going to take control. We're inviting you all here and we want to know. Are there any, you know, some builders have certain idiosyncrasies and different things on like they handle timelines differently. We want to know then, but we also invite the client to that meeting. So it's clear. The cast of characters is clear. Who purchases what is clear. Um, At that meeting, too, we get a lot of those like loose, we call them the loose selections, things that are not very difficult to decide on the spot. Hmm. For us, it's 
flooring, um, trim, interior doors, like they're all there. And that really prevents us from having to trade 10,000 emails back and forth. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing is, is that we're the ones who pull that together. We set the tone, we bring the snacks, (laughs) we host, and it, it really works. I feel like it's been very good for us. Oh, that's amazing. All right. I'm going to give some thought to that. Good, good, good idea. Thank you so much. Please stay in touch and let us know how this big job in Laguna goes. I'm so excited for you. Hopefully, maybe I'll see you in Laguna. You'll be out there for a site visit and I'll see you this winter. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that, Kimberly. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you for having me. Anytime, by the way. Anytime. Thanks for listening and supporting the BOD mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. If you're ready to implement an exact business model for running a streamlined, profitable business, field tested by thousands of design professionals around the world, head to businessofdesign.com and get started today. It's time to dramatically improve your business and transform your life.